Welcome everybody to another episode of Tales from the Core. As always, I'm your host, Mike Frank Francis. Um, our co-host, Adam Grizzly Gray, is MIA. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the, if anybody's up there can drive by, make sure his house isn't burning down. Make sure he's all right. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll. We've got Neil Favor here with us, another three six brother. So him and I'll be rocking and rolling. And, and who knows, man? Who knows what's gonna happen? He might pop in five, ten, fifty five minutes from now. So uh, stick around, enjoy the show, and find out what happens. What's up, Neil? How you doing, man? Good, good, Mike. How's it going, man? Doing all right? Yeah, it's uh unusually shitty weather here in Florida right now, but. I yeah. guess we'll 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 get through these couple of days and then you know be all good. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's actually it's not too bad here right now, man. I want to say it's in the the fifties, mid fifties or something like that, and the sun's out. So you know, any anytime the sun's out over this way, man, it's it's just a good day. So <laughs> I yeah, I hear that, man. So where are you in Texas? Florida, Florida, Northwest Florida, Lower Alabama. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, see, yeah. I, it's funny. You know, for anybody listening, like you and I, we kind of had almost the, you came in with peoples. So we had that same weird overlap where like you got to three, six, just as a lot of us were leaving. And, um, I see you posting, you know, cowboy stuff, <laughs> So I, you know, and then I knew, I knew you were in central time zone. So I was just, you know, yeah, randomly yeah, guessing figures in Texas. Yeah. No, a funny story about that, man. Everybody's like, dude, how are you a Cowboys fan? I was like, man, well, I'm a glutton for punishment for one. Um, and then, you know, that, that kind of thing, but no, I, I, I honestly, man, I just, I, I, you know, Emmett Smith, the big, the big, the, the, the legend, you know, and you know, he was, he was, he was, he was, uh, from Pensacola and my dad was actually in the Navy for you know, 25 years. He retired here whenever I was, um, how old was I stationed here when I was six, retired when I was nine. Um, and I still remember that retirement ceremony too, man. Really, really cool out of Pensacola, NAS. Um, but that was in 1991. But I remember there was this kid that was about to play football for this team that had a pretty cool star in their helmet. And I was like, oh, he's from here. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll watch him. You know, I started watching him and I became a fan, you know, just, and then of course, early 90s, I was, you know, spoiled as a kid, you know, watching them, you know, following the Cowboys. And I thought, man, it's going to be like this forever. And, here we are, almost thirty years. Thirty years later from, from the last time I got to watch my team win one, man. And, you know, but I, you got to stay with your teams. <laughs> stay yeah, with that's, them. No, that, that's that's a cool story, man. Um, you know, it's funny as I have a cowboy story also. So, uh, when I was born back in '84, my dad's first words when I was born was "Don't ever root for the Cowboys." <laughs> that was that was the first words ever spoken to me by my father. So, um. Yeah, but no, you're, th- those teams were awesome, man. Those they yeah. definitely had like a powerhouse team, and yeah, that, that that's pretty cool. I got you know similar situations. Some people from St. Louis that grow up with, and um, so whatever teams. Like I went to high school with this guy that was in the NHL, and uh, he was drafted by the Devils. And so you know, man, like you want to see him do well, you know, like pull for yeah. that team. And then it was yeah. super cool, man. Like he got to come back and play for St. Louis. I think that's just like one of the coolest fucking things ever, man. Like the team you grew up for, your hometown team, and then you know, like you get to play for them. It's just cool as shit. Oh wow, yeah, that's awesome, man. That is very cool. Yeah. So Navy uh, dad, 
uh what 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 inspired you man like the to jump into the marine corps and take that that leap um well uh, i guess i can start before as my dad he he had you know he had stories uh he he was a ct uh you know crypto tech uh on the ships so he was always working with the morse code and all that and um he would tell me about his you know great debauch you know out you know out in the, the mediterranean and they would stop off and they had places they went to like morocco and other places that you know he, he couldn't really at the time disclose to any of us it was that kind of you know super opposite you know we just knew that he was you know he was doing some cool stuff and you know later on of course he you know told us you know everything and i was like oh, that's pretty cool and of course he was trying to push me in the military i didn't have any i i, I think he sensed i didn't really have like uh too many too many like goals or right? you know as a as a kid as a young kid you know 16 17 years old he's like man i'm telling you uh, you, you should give this you should give it a shot and like, i don't know if the military is for me dad i don't know i don't know if it's for me he goes how do you how do you know it's not uh, how do you know it's not for you if you haven't even it's you haven't even tried it you haven't done it yet you know yeah uh, fair point but um yeah he he eventually won but um that it what what really what really uh what really i guess got me to go that route was i remember watching saving private ryan with him you know a lot he was big into that movie every time i, I come out of the living room he's there watching saving private ryan <laughs> and uh i'm like man how cool would it be to do that you know i gotta do, do something like that and that's man it's you know and i got into it more and more into it and, um a couple of buddies of mine one guy was actually uh out of uh uh the uh it was a fourth recon in Mobile, and uh, he was reserves. So he, you know, he would come, you know, every now and then he'd come back and he'd tell us about, you know, some of the stuff that he did, training, you know, stuff like that. Not too deep into anything, but, um, and then eventually I had another buddy that I worked with. He went to the Marine Corps eleven years before, uh, eleven years before I went in. So I, I looked at them and I was like, man, it's so it looks like it's 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 working pretty well for him. And of course, at the time, Iraq was going on, and I was like, well. You know, saving Private Ryan, and, 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 and I'm like, all right, man, I got, I got, I got to jump into this. I got to get some of this before it's over with. You know, that kind of thing. So, I went down. Went, I went down at, completely un, unbeknownst to my my parents had no idea that I was going down to the recruiter uh, to go tell them. I wasn't going to go talk to them. I was just going to tell them what I was wanting to do. And uh, the recruiter actually looks at me. He, he, I, I sit down. I'm like, look, he goes, I, I'm, I'm like, hey, look, I'm going to be the easiest, the easiest sign up you'll ever have. <laughs> Said, I want to go infantry. I think it's 0300 or 0311, something like that. You know, and uh, and I want to go as soon as I can, as soon as you can get me out of here. The, the quickest, fastest <laughs> express route to it. just get me on, get me on my way. <laughs> yeah. He stops what he's doing. He looks at me. He goes, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like uh yeah <laughs> he goes all right and you know how they put the uh they put the whole like uh the like, almost like name plates like little name tags about the like, cards yeah. yeah like goals <laughs> what you want what you want to achieve <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put them things down in front of me man i'm like i'm like dude you, you don't have to do you, you, you don't have to do all this <laughs> i know i know exactly trust me you're not going to talk me out of of going grunt <laughs> you know right it's, yeah. like, it, like He's like, all right, all right. I mean, dude, was, there was no, no fine print, none of that, man. I'm just like, all right. Uh, when, when it's 13 days later, you know, 13 days later, I was, 
the the van comes out for uh for Montgomery out in front of my parents' house picks me up uh, but before that before that I come home my mom tells me the story uh how she felt the the day I came in and let them know she goes she goes oh she's Irish man oh Jesus Christ you did what you did what and I was like uh military here I come you know yeah but- <laughs> If, the Marines and, and infantry. What? Iraq and Afghanistan. He didn't give her any warning at all. She's man. She's all the way like beside herself, man. She she can't believe what I did. She thinks that I to this day she still she she thinks I did it. She thinks I joined Marine Corps infantry out of spite. No. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like no, man. I said look. It's like, what? If, if if I'm going to join the Marine, if I'm going to go in the military, it's going to be the Marine. it's a time of war. I'm going to go join the Marines, you know, first in. I know that for sure. And I'm going to go infantry. If I'm not going to join the Marine Corps to be a grunt, then what? What? Why would I do it? You know, why would I do? Why would I do anything else? You know, that kind of thing. But she's man. She was, I guess, like any other mother. Man, she was. She was crying and you know, going off. You could have told me something. I was like, oh, it wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> it wouldn't have made a difference. I know I just kind of threw it on you, but you know what? That's going to be life for at least the next four years. <laughs> so, so I got it. So I haven't talked to many moms, but uh, I'm just curious if yours is kind of the similar. So mine, when I came home, I still remember to this day, it's like so fucking weird. Um, you know, something she knew I always wanted to do. And then when I came home from MEPS and actually swore in, she was in the kitchen. I came back, got in the house, you know, and then she, she was like crying, but then man, like, it's like something weird happens. And I, I don't know. You have to tell me if this happened with yours as well, that they go from like all this, ah, uh, but then like, they see you graduate, they come down to Paris Island, like all that shit. And then they're just like these proud fucking Marine moms. Like yeah. that, that just in 13 weeks, they went from fucking crying that what you did to like crying because of what you did. Right. As proud. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I like. I remember. I remember that they had. Uh, yeah, they 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 had come up. Of course, you know, they, everybody's in Florida, so they they made that they made that drive up that way. And um, yeah, they. I, it, you know, it's one of the, it, like you said. You know, at first <laughs> when the when the news breaks, it's all oh my gosh, I can't believe this. She's going crazy. But she was the only one uh, now. She was the only one that was going crazy. Now, if my, my sister, my dad, they're trying to calm her down. They're like, they're like, Jen, it's it's not a death sentence. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be getting like, be. <laughs> he's gonna be getting like the best training like he can possibly get. So, you know, <laughs> it's like this is funny too, man. It's, it, 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 Glenn, my brother-in-law, Glenn, he's a big, you know, he's a big, you know, running and gunning type as well. He he went, you know, in the early early to mid nineties for, you know, buds like seals and all. He, that's, that's the kind of guy he was, you know, he is, really? uh, okay. did like Blackwater and dying for all the changes, you know, yeah. but he, he tells, uh, he, he tells my mom and my sister, uh, he's like, it's the Marine Corps. It's, he's, it's the best branch of the military. Trust me. He's going to be fine. He's going to be all right. You know, um, it's now, if it was been like the army or something like that, and this is, this is no joke. If it had been the army or something like that, then, you know, I've seen how those guys kind of work and it's, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah. it, not even, I think it was maybe, I think maybe three or 
maybe four years. I think it was after I got, right after I got out. Her son, my nephew, my sister's son, goes off and joins the army, <laughs> and then she's the mom. <laughs> she's the mom that's like, oh, I can't. Didn't you just hear what Glenn said like just uh, four or five years ago? <laughs> the army sucks. Why'd you do that? <laughs> it was like, well, I know. Um, it just came I, back around. It was funny. It was it wasn't funny because she was horrified, but it's funny now looking back, you know. I know when like, I was visiting back home one time. Um, so one of my closest friends that I grew up with, he was a year older than me. His dad was a recon marine in the 80s, you know, kind of a big inspiration for me to go. And even though he was a year older, he joined a year after and he got killed in June 2006 in Ramadi. And so like everybody from our town, like, you know, they knew him. There's a street named after him, a section of highway, all sorts of stuff. And another, like another kid had joined and he was in Ramadi and I ran into his mom and she said something about it. she's like yeah he's you know he's over in, in Ramadi right now is that is that like a an okay safe place and and I remember telling her I said well I said the fact of the matter is he's with a, a group of other Marines and that's the safest place you can be yeah right yeah. Fuck <laughs> you know, sure. like, no place is safe in in combat I mean fuck man um, I don't know if you guys when when because you went to the 07 Iraq deployment yeah. and. I don't know if you guys went through Al-Assad, but it's like this that huge air base. It's got like fucking Pizza Hut, Burger King, right? You know, everybody's yeah. jerking off, playing games. <laughs> and But dude, even when we got to Iraq, we took indirect fire at that, at that place that was safe. And then leaving, mm-hmm. I remember, because like they hadn't had indirect fire for seven months. We showed up, they got it. Seven months later, we're getting ready to get the hell out of there. They get it again. And, oh. <laughs> you know, you're at this safe, safe place, right? There's really no, yeah. no safe place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do air quotes like the people listening <laughs> yeah. can fucking see what I'm doing. But and you guys can. Yeah. So 07, man, I mean, we had peoples on, um, you know, Schwartz, Caleb Schwartz was one of my guys. You know, I, yeah. I we, we didn't go to Iraq together, but I had him during that like transition period, like him, Rossi, there's a couple other guys. And I remember like having a little reunion back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And they, they were just talking about like how many times he got blown up and uh Stow, you know, like one of like probably my best fucking friend from the Marine Corps. All day. You know, he was like, dude, it was such a shit show. <laughs> like leadership yeah. was shit. Everybody's uh-huh. getting blown up. Like what 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 was your role in all that? What was it like for you? Yeah. Oh man, dude, it was, uh, like, I still remember, I still remember when we first got there and, um, we, uh, of course, you know, you go through the whole, uh, you, like you get, you get to the, like, it's almost like you're processing into country, you know, like how you get to, I think we made it to, uh, was it Kuwait? I think it was Kuwait. And that's where we actually got all the ammunition and that's where you load up and you're like, Oh, uh, it's for real. It's not like it. <laughs> this place ever. Yeah, it's, it's not sim rounds anymore. So you know, you, and you're you're loaded down with the extra, you know, the ammo and all that stuff. You're like, all right, man. Well, so I guess, I guess this will be it then. So I think we, I think it was, if I remember right, I think we loaded up on a C one seventeen to go in, and um, you know, we of course we get there, and then I can't remember now if they actually announced that we were in, you know, over Iraqi airspace or in Iraqi airspace, but. We we knew it because they were you know they do like the evasive maneuvering to to land eventually at the like TQ yeah 
And um, we know we get there, get all of our stuff together, and then we're, you know, we we get on seven tons to I, I know we had cut we cut through Fallujah on friggin' Michigan, uh, through the heart of the city. You know, that's where we were going. And I was like, oh gosh, they were in seven tons. You have the tarps that are over the side, you know. And I remember, of course, we're all facing outboard, and I'm like, I, I, I got to see this city, man. <laughs> you know, so hmm. I like lift the tarp up, and I'm like this. I'm like, oh man, couldn't see nothing. It was dark, you know. We do everything. You, all the insertions are at night, you know. And uh, obviously, the safest time to, to drive or move around is at night with all the IEDs everywhere. Uh, but we're sitting there rolling through the city. And I'm like, oh man, I could just make out the 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 tops of the buildings, you know, like against the the sky it was like it was like orangey color. And yeah. I can make, you know, the silhouettes of the rooftops as we're going through. It's that that jerky, you know, that seven-ton ride. I'm like, oh, man. And we're all, we're actually loaded up to, to you know, if we have to, it, we'll let it rock, you know. But fortunately, we didn't get hit. Nothing nothing happened. But I guess they just let us through. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we get there uh, to where we were going. And uh, I forget where, I forget the name of it. I think it was like Blue or something like that. But this is where we were actually establishing our... I guess our patrol base is, you know, we we got to this one, this, this one, this one house, you know, in the middle of the, this farmland. And, um, we had, we had, we were sitting there waiting for our, for our platoon to, to head out to go find our, our patrol base, you know, it's going to be our home for the next, you know, however long. And, um, uh, I remember I'm sitting there in this like little, like a little patio area and we're all just kind of sitting around just, you know, bored, you know, waiting, you know, waiting on word. And, uh, I remember, uh, I remember sitting there hanging out. We're all just kind of, you know, just talking. And all of a sudden there's a boom. Like, oh, oh, okay, cool. I mean, look, I look over to my left and I see like a little mushroom cloud coming up, like over the horizon. It wasn't too far away. I'd say maybe like two clicks or something like that. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, oh man. I said, that must be, it must be, an, it must have been an IED, you know, boot and all. It must have been an IED. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're actually we're gonna we're gonna patrol that way. We gotta go that way to find our patrol base. Like, oh, yeah, cool! First ever thing I, I, that I've seen in Iraq is an IED, and we're gonna go walk right towards this mushroom cloud. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, of course, that walk, like most Marine Corps walks, you know, miserable and filled with you know uneven terrain, and you know, now 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 for sure, I'm certain I'm gonna step on an IED my first day there, my very mm-hmm. first. And you know that whole thing. It kind of set the tone. And honestly, man, I, I, honestly, I think it kind of I, it, that may have been a good thing. It kind of it kind of it weirded me out at first, but it was also like a, an icebreaker. You know, it's like, all right, th- th- here it is for the next seven months. Yeah. This is probably yep. going to be like the entire seven months, man. So, so uh, who were you with? What was what platoon? Like, who was some of your senior guys that that you had over there? Um, well, when I when I first got into three six, my you know, uh, third platoon. I was with third platoon, and um, that was that had the guys that had a Zopa, uh, Sterling. Um, who else was in there? At Ammons, Sergeant Ammons. Uh, he was actually my first squad leader, Sergeant Ammons, old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, my first roommate was actually uh, Ward and Gray. Uh, Gray, Lance, he was Lance Corporal at the time. Gray, yeah. Um, and it, it, I guess they they only had room for at the time it was like three man <laughs> three man <laughs> barracks rooms. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll take the floor <laughs> since I'm the last one in. <laughs> you know, so. dude, that um, was the stupidest shit. <clears throat> so when we got 
our drop before you, like Schwartz and Rossi and all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. They did the same thing. They did these three man rooms and motherfuckers are like sleeping on the floor. Yeah. So, you know, we're like, dude, I did three. I'm I'm fucking done, right? Like pretty much all of us were just fucking done, ready to go. And so we went and applied for, for BAH so that we could live off base. Like I remember Hunter and Stanker and I, dude, we found this fucking like trailer out in wherever the fuck, like Richlands or some shit, right? For like 300 and something dollars a month. And BAH as a as a corporal. You can pull like 600, 650 a month. Yeah. Right. So we're yeah. all brainstorming and we go and we apply and they're like, no, there's enough housing. The way they calculate it, this is like one of the stupid fucking Marine Corps things. Like, love it. <laughs> but they always do stupid shit. Right. Yeah. Is they take the number of available rooms on base. And if there's enough rooms for everybody, then they're not going to let corporals go live. Sergeants can live in mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. but not corporals. Right. And so the, but the thing is, is like, okay, there might be fucking over in a uh, French Creek. Yeah. You might have like a whole empty barracks, but that doesn't mean that we don't have motherfuckers sleeping on the floor in a right. two man barracks room, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. People, people that live down, excuse me, people that lived out in town, dude, like Ramsey was one of the first Rams Lightest was the one of the first ones that went out in town and lived in his own house out there. And then to me, man, I didn't have a car or nothing, man. I was like, I was like, how do you guys do this, man? Like, I, you know, I, I was stupid. I'm still a little slow, you know, but uh, I was like, I couldn't imagine living outside of this base. Like the base was my shit. Like, I was just like, I'm trapped here. This is my shit, man. Like it just seemed like something out of reach for me. You know what I mean? That's just me being real, which is Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt the same way, man. I was like, we because we had a couple guys. I don't know how they did this. I don't know how they pulled it off, man. Some uh, E3s that actually had a place, a sweet dude, it was just the sweetest place, man. I still I still think about it. I'm like, man, how did y'all pull this off? There was a place out in uh as I think it was was it Myrtle Beach? No, not Myrtle Beach. It was oh, it was Top Sail or something like that. It was it yeah, was just Top Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close out that out that way. And I was like, man, this. I went out there one night just to hang out, and um, dude, it was like two stories. It had a freaking elevator in it. Um, the scenery was unreal. I was like, how how are y'all swinging this, man? Y'all are E threes, and you just you got no worries about. Oh yeah, I should be in the barracks or anything. I was like, how is this possible? I don't know. Is that probably that 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 E three mafia underground thing, man? Somehow this, <laughs> now this place with the elevator. Uh, did they welcome pigeons? <laughs> did they welcome what? Pigeons inside of the room. Pigeons. Yeah, inside the room. Because that Myrtle, we we welcomed the pigeons inside. Oh of yeah. Room. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if they did or not, man. They uh, <laughs> kinda, it was weird. It was it was like they uh, they they kept everything um, <laughs> they kept everything still like secretive, man. I didn't know these guys had this stuff. I was like, man, what are you? How'd y'all pull all this off, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of jealous, man. Y'all are out here living a life, no field days on Thursday. <laughs> I get it. Man. So did they have? They had to have barracks rooms. Right. That, 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 yeah, I think they. I think they did. You know what? You know what they did? They rented out them barracks rooms. Like, hey, you sick of sleeping on the floor? Right. One hundred fifty dollars. I'll give you a bed. 
<laughs> that's their, that's, their that's how they're performing, actually. Yeah, I think that's how reinvest in that shit, dude. That's like yeah. like the wolf of fucking L Street, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, somehow, swindling somehow. people out of their money. <laughs> yeah, the barracks. You know, it's so funny, man. Like, you know, if you ever actually, and we had this discussion once before with somebody else on because someone texted me and and told me what it was called after they listened to the episode, and obviously. I didn't fucking remember, but your 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 pay breakdown. Leave an earning statement. LES. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking LES. That's what it was. It it says like you pay $250 a month for food, you pay $600 a month for your room. And and, and all these fucking people that are like, oh, you get you get room and board and blah blah blah. <laughs> like you just it's like you want to bring them there and be like, all right, here's my roommate. Here's the two dudes here. We've got this one toilet that all four of us take turns shitting in. Um, if someone's taking a shit and I got to piss, like we can use the shower, right? There's black mold growing. The, the, the heat's on in the summer. The air's on in the winter. And we don't ever get to go to the chow hall. And we're paying like fucking $900 a month for that. Yeah, They don't realize it comes out of our fucking pay. Yeah. yeah. You get all that, man. You get all that. So It's so worth it, right? And then, like, and then uh, Sunday mornings, you know, you're trying to sleep in, and you're the the guy, the 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 marine that's in the the the, the barracks room next door to you, the connecting bathroom. He comes through and taps you awake and asks, "Hey, man, can I use your laptop? Man, I'm gonna read off real quick." Man, here, yeah, here, just go, just go. <laughs> go pop one off, is that what you saying? Yeah, he was gonna pop one off. He, he needed he needed some uh, material, but I, and I have my laptop right there. It happens. Yeah, and ask. Woke me up on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Comes through from his room through the bathroom into my room. Wakes me up. Like, hey man, do you mind if I, I can I borrow your laptop, man? <laughs> didn't, didn't ask me what it's for. I already knew. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Just don't get nothing out of man. Why else? Yeah. Great. Do you do you remember Giuliani? You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember Giuliani. I went on the vis- uh, the mission with him uh, to capture. Uh, no, okay. he's a he didn't he didn't deploy with us. He was a he was a fifty one. All right. Anyways, so there was this dude next to me, um, and he was a really really good dude. He got separated for things before we ever deployed. Uh, but man, there was one time that I'm laying there in bed, just like a Sunday morning, like you said, and I wake up and I open my eyes, and he's just standing there at the bathroom door, <laughs> staring at me, like waiting for me to wake up. Because I can't remember what he wanted. He wanted something that he wasn't going to wake me up. But, you know, it's one of those where you just, fuck, like, what the fuck? Who are you? Awesome yeah. times, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the barracks were amazing. Just to add, just to add, because I made a mistake, uh, Giuliani, I, it, it wasn't Giuliani. I know you guys know who he is, but we went to go capture Anon when the old FBI was with us and shit. And me and Whoever this guy is, something Giuliani, not Giuliani, but we we, we got dropped off with uh, uh, Rogatsky, and we got off the helicopter, dude, and helic and Rogatsky was fucking lost, and we all left the chopper, dude, and it's fucking pitch black out outside, and we're just like, I'm like looking for guidance, you know, I'm like Rogatsky, you know, it's the worst person in the world to ask for anything, you know, so finally. I guess he got word and we made it to the building where Anon was at. And, dude, we sat on the corner of this building, me and whoever name I forgot, 
He, uh, we were sitting there so long, dude. <laughs> I wish I knew his name right now. He was like, dude, I got to piss, dude. I got to piss. I'm like, go piss. Go piss, bro. Because we were like capturing a non, okay? He's like one of the major fucking bomb builders ever, okay? And he, I, I'm like, just go, dude. Just go. And he just went right in his pants. And I ended up doing the same thing as well. But we did finally find getting a non. So uh, mission complete. Nice. So you guys, you did the 07 one. Did you do it? Did you guys do it? Like, that's where kind of my knowledge about three, six kind of because of style, right? Cause like he, he didn't go on anything else after that. What was, what was life like after that? What was life? You got back from the Oh seven deployment. Yeah. Um, well, like we, you know, uh, you know, that time, you know, as you guys know already that we were doing those really quick turnarounds, you do workups for like what, seven months and then you're back overseas. And then yeah, it was that kind of a thing. But like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, the, I guess I'll, we, we did, we did the 08 deployment. We went up, we left in um, uh, April of 08 to go to, you know, begin that second, my would have been, that's my second tour. Um, the, the, the thing about that one, man, is that it was, it, it was, we, we had, we, we lost three guys on that deployment. Uh, not, not, not from, uh, we didn't lose anybody from our platoon. Like we did, you know, the first deployment, um, first deployment, it, it sucked because of that. You know, we, we lost guys and, uh, yeah. in very, very like unknown in an unknown place. There was a place called Abu Bali. I'm just, this is back in the 07 deployment. Um, it was, it was pretty, and I, and, I'll, and I guess I'll just use this to, I guess bounce jump into the the 08 deployment just to contrast the two um but with the 07 one man we you know we went we made a little it was like a six-day push a clearing op through ramadi um uh, like late february i want to say uh that was after we'd been taking like pot shots you know and we were finding ieds all over the place man it was insane how many ieds there were um and we'd actually gotten, I think it was, it was our squad, I think, got the first two, like, confirmed, you know, enemy KIA uh, across the Euphrates. And we caught two dudes who were, actually, it was an IED team. They were, you know, I guess they were the, the, the team that actually takes the bomb and puts it in the ground. The hole had already been dug. They came up on that, the little, <laughs> those little crappy, uh, the bongo trucks. <laughs> and yeah. they come up and you see the one guy in the table. We all about that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and they were always the same color for some reason, <laughs> but all Mercedes, yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, long story short, with that is you know, we took care of those guys and pulled back, got engaged by a sniper who on the other side who was watching the whole thing, and uh, we didn't get to take out that building with a sniper in it. We had fixed there, fixed wing on, on standby. We could hear it circling. We we're like, Oh, you know, doing this. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're pulled back about a football field away on a, on a rooftop. We're like, Oh, Oh, it's fixed wing. And then they're like, no, 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 it's a no go. And we're like, boo. So we get out of there. Um, <laughs> then, then March comes around and we were doing, we, we got back to camp Habania um, for, you know, like two, two or three days R and R. Um, uh, it was after Ramadi and for whatever reason, that was like where everybody got dysentery, the, the crud and you know, the, just the whole environment in the city, uh, taking did, did you get dysentery, food. dude? I think, yeah, it was terrible, man. Yeah. I, I, 
I won't get into it. I'm just saying, Barlet got that shit, dude, so fucking bad. I thought he was gonna die, man. Anyways, yeah, it may. I don't know. It may. If if I had to guess, I'd say that's probably what dysentery's like. <laughs> if, if if it wasn't, I, it was probably it was just the worst cases of the trots I've ever had in my life. I I don't <laughs> want it, and I looked at it, and I'm like, no, that's not for me. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's terrible, man. But we, yeah, we we got done with that, man. Uh, and then March is where. We went, we, we were doing, it was, it was as if we were, we were doing this, this weird, like training, uh, like there would be a, a stick here and a stick here on the, either side. So we would line up in like, you know, two squads. So you'd have like maybe 12 guys on this side, 12 guys on that side. And then we were filing out as if we were coming off of a Higgins or something, man. And I was like, Oh, saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're doing this training and I'm like, it's, it was it was so you know how the Marine Corps is, dude. How how it is? You just you train with whatever you got, which was nothing. Right. We're acting like we're coming out of like boats or something. I was like, dude, what are we about to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, it was March. I want to say it was like March the sixth or something like that. We get told that we're going to uh, we're going north of the Euphrates in, in a place called Abu Bali, and it's it's you know of course the, the typical farmland like uh, irrigation ditches all over the place, mud and all that. It's it's uh, Vietnamish, <laughs> you know, a lot of vegetation and all. Yep. We're like oh, okay, well, cool. Well, we didn't know that we were actually getting getting on boats uh, to go across the Euphrates and insert as, as a company. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is cool, man. <laughs> this is awesome. And uh, like the movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like we get, you know, we get there and um I must have been, I don't know, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, what what you know what what order I was in, but you know, we we get there, we get out, you know, get on get online, set up that security. It's a company, it's like a company online security, you know, and that's how we worked it. We essentially got up and just put it you know for however long until we almost reached like the army's ao or something like that and then wheeled like this as an entire company online again and just did it that way but um that that little that operate it, it lasted about i think i think 11 days 11 or 12 days i want to say and um it was constant movement man and that's that's you know it was exhausting and that's where like al-qaeda had been resting and refitting and that's where they were able to just do whatever they wanted you know and and the people that were there were actually sympathetic towards them so there was a lot of hatred like a lot of, a lot of hate gazing like towards us you know as we were we were patrolled by and a very eerie place man out of all the places in, in, in any situation uh, uh overseas at any time was 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 that place that those like 11 or 12 days in that place just a, a just a just a dreadful feeling, you know what I mean? Like you dreaded going on patrol. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Yeah, Probably not be outside, or you know. But they Every they time. got they, go ahead. It, they got they got they got they got they were brazen up that way, man. Um, since they were so cool, they were so tight with the population, man. We actually, and it was a terrible idea. We there was a house. It was like two story houses, two two story houses, like kind of like next to each other. So random, man. And I remember being like in the middle of nowhere and we had one of these buildings that we, we took up obviously because you want that observation that that level, you know? So we go in this one and sure enough, there's a bunch of kids and people, civilians and this other, this just uh, like, you know, the, the cement wall, like across the way right here. 
And um, I remember we were there for, I think, I think maybe two days. We didn't stay in one place very long, but as we were pulling down, uh, our platoon was left there. And I remember we, our squad would come down, like, I think seconds to the last squad that was there. They were coming, they were coming down last, obviously. But um, I remember we had gotten to where we were supposed to, you know, uh, go firm next. And then we heard explosions. Like, boom, boom. Like, oh, oh, okay. Something's going off. Dude, when we had pulled down um, and we were gone, they had wa- they had waited for there to just be one squad left, and that's when a couple of uh, Al Qaeda fighters were on the other rooftop, like lobbing grenades, you know, at, at the guys that were on post on the top of the building. And uh, Roche, I don't know if you knew uh, Roche, is, he was he went by Horn. He changed his name, <laughs> but um, he had actually caught a piece of shrapnel from uh, the grenade and the eyebrow, you know, right above his ballistics. And um, that's just the kind of place, you know. That's that's where that's. That's where the Purple Hearts and like you know uh, our you know our KIA. That's 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 where all that happened. And that, like I said, that was that was the worst. That was the worst place. And that that that's that's what continues to that's the that that twelve days is what sticks with me the most. When people ask it, like it's like oh it, man, it, you know it must have been it must have been through a lot. Da, da, da. I said, well, I mean, nothing that would have nothing that could have or or would have ever happened to me bothers me at all. You know what I mean? It's like it's always it always comes back to. The, the the guys who couldn't come home you know what i mean like it's that's yeah. that's and it took me so it took me a long time to figure that out man and like i didn't and i know i'm kind of going off kind of it's okay off it's okay before, but, um but the you know the the whole like ptsd thing and i didn't think about it didn't didn't know what it was didn't care to know what it was and i i just know that whenever i was about to get out i started feeling like differently like okay why do i feel like this you know like what is this yeah what is this and you weren't around your buddies anymore when you're eas and you yeah you were still kind of tight you were tight you know as you're easing but then you see guys getting out and they you know they scatter gets back to their hometowns and it's like man like like what what am i going to do now <laughs> you know yep. like, yeah let me add to this real quick but, if you don't mind up dude yeah. when, when i got out man like every job I had, first I was a bouncer. Then I worked for, uh, I'll just say hypothetical in cases, lawsuits, or I, hypothetical medical home care services. And I would serve people that were actively dying. And I did my job, boom, boom, boom. I mean, I did nothing wrong. Do you know how Marines do it? I did nothing wrong. I'm just, you know, I. I was on call. People would call me in the middle of the night, three o'clock. Boom! I'm out to go clean up their equipment when the person died and shit. And PTSD, dude. Whatever y'all want to think about it, it didn't hit me too till. I'm. I mean, like, I am estimating like 15 years later, dude. When it hit me, it hit me like a brick, dog. A brick. Yeah. That happened yeah. to you that way. Yeah. Well. I, like I had a, I had a pretty rough time getting out, like transitioning. You know what I mean? Like, um, my bad, my dryer. <laughs> but um, I had a, I had a, I had a pretty rough time uh, transitioning. You know, like it, like I remember, I remember whenever I actually got my stuff together and uh, put it. I had a, had a truck at the time, well, Dodge Dakota at the time, and I remember I put all my stuff in the, in the, uh, uh, in the truck bed, and I'm sitting there, standing there, looking at it. I got my hands on my hips. I'm like. I got a sea bag and two like like trays of clothes to show for the last four years. This this, this is it, you know. And it hit me. It, it, like it was like a ton of bricks, man. I was like, this is it, really. <laughs> so, yeah. and then made that that long drive, man, from North Carolina to to down here, and 
I stopped, I think I stopped maybe twice just to use the bathroom or get water or something like that, dude. I didn't want to stop driving. I, I found that driving, like traveling and driving and all that, dude, was so this therapeutic. It was nice. Like, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to stop driving. I was like, dude, I got to get home. <laughs> you know? Dude, I get you, man. I get you, man. Like, let me add this as well. When I left, because Bowley, uh, I'm not, this is a good news, so I'm, I can say names, but uh, Bowley's like, oh, you're leaving at 82? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why don't I follow you? You follow me down 95, dude. Right, right mm-hmm. through Maine because he lives in New Hampshire. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I I mean, when, when fucking it rains, it pours, bro. I was behind him and my fucking Mustang that, that I, and I can say this too, Jones, and I just talked to him the other day, Jones sold me his 5.0 Mustang, straight, straight, <laughs> straight Mustang, straight from the fucking Vanilla Ice video. Dude, ice, <laughs> yeah. ice video. Same exact one. <laughs> so I'm I'm driving, following Bowley, dude, and my shit just starts overheating, and I pulled over. I'm like, Bowley, Bowley, you know. And Bowley pulled over with me, and uh, we went in to this rest stop and i said bali man i'm not gonna let you i mean i said we just got out i said i'm not gonna let you hang with me you know but ride or die as he is which he fucking is he's like i'm not gonna leave you adam he's like uh he's like i forget what i did for him i did something really good for him i can't believe bali dude he's such a fucking he can fix anything, dude. So we, we pulled over on the first stop. We went in this store. He, like, cut this wrench and shit. And next thing I know, I'm going outside to see if we can keep going on our fucking little fucking convoy. And he's up there. He's he's down there wrenching some shit. And he fixed his Mustang. I'm like, well, well holy fuck. <laughs> you know, that's, that's something something that i could not do and then we kept going so then my car broke down on the way there yeah so it was i knew and when it rains it pours but yeah that that, that's my story but hey bali man i love you to death bro i fucking love you man no Bali was a hardcore dude i know for me i experienced a lot like what you did deal uh and like i was so like all the guys I went to SFI with, I was just like a couple months behind them, right? And I don't know if it was the same for you, but it's like, well, you kind of said it was, yeah. We're like these guys just keep getting out, and it's mm-hmm. almost like you're the last one, right? And, it's, yeah. and you're saying goodbye, 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 goodbye. Then you're like the last one left standing, and like that's literally what it was like for me. You know, all the guys, because when I got out, you guys had deployed. I got out in February. And so mm-hmm. you, Bally, uh, well, you, I didn't know the fuck you were, but like, you know, you, Bally, Stow, like guys I knew, like they, they were gone. And then Libra, Connor, Stanker, all these guys had already gotten out. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? You know, yeah. I'm just like on this base with thousands of other people, but you're fucking alone. Yeah. And so same on. thing, man. I got out, you know, drove back to St. Louis. And I'd made the drive a couple times because of leave and stuff, you know, and drove all through the night. And man, I remember like just, you know, coming back, you know, from Illinois as you approach the city and the arch and all this different stuff. And it like, it fucking hit me that like, this is the last time I ever have to make that drive. Yeah. Right. It's like the last, like you're home. And it was just this crazy fucking feeling. Um, I want to say I got home like four or five o'clock in the morning, something like that. My dad was up, 
you know? And I think to Adam's question about like, you know, how it took 15 years for him, for me, I feel like it happened in stages, you know, Mm -hmm. like you've got that first event when you get out and then like later on, it's like something happens and and, and it's like changes you. So you start to notice it. And then Mm -hmm. I think it's an evolution, right? Right. Yeah. And at some point, if you don't catch it, if you don't address it, if you don't do something with it, I mean, it can go really fucking bad really fast. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, now I know, like you know, for I get, I could, I don't, know, I, I, I think I'd be, I think I'd be kind of, you know, at least somewhat accurate if I said for all of us, man, that you know, uh, self medication drinking wasn't easiest was was the easiest escape, you know what I mean? To like, all right, this kind of sucks how I'm feeling. Maybe if I go somewhere where it's a little lively or something, you know, I go hang out for a little bit and. I'll have a few drinks. It's it's gonna loosen me up. It'll be all good. And it did it. It works. You know, it it worked. It did. It worked. And um, you know, I, you know that 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 whole that whole thing is is like like you said, like it it, it was it was like an evolution. Like kind of some. I mean, I guess I guess it's 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 there all the time. Like it's but it's in the back of the file, and it only comes forward whenever you're idle or you're you know you're you're if you're just you're not busy you're not active doing something you know what i mean like and that that was the worst thing for me because i didn't have anything to do i was like oh gosh like what am i gonna do you know that's that was that was the whole that just made the transition back to the civilian world man just that much that much heavier that much you know more difficult man i remember uh uh, I, i have to say neil and i mean this with all of my soul like like we talked about, I won't get too in detail, you know, because you know I've been there, been there, dude, still there, you know. Uh, but the way you transitioned, man, how long you fucking just dropped it like that? Because me and you and I talked the other day. Like I told you, like there's got to be some kind of release, some kind of outlet, you know what I mean? And then you talked about Ireland and shit. You got through that, man. I was like, man, you did it. You fucking did it, man. Like you're stronger than I am. You are. You know, no oh, man. It's I man. I like. I, I hate to. I hate to use that. That that old and dusty cliche, man. That if I can do it, anybody can do it. But dude, I really believe that. <laughs> like, like if I can do it, anybody, anybody can do it, man. You know what I mean? It's. I know you didn't really know me well, <laughs> but <laughs> you talked to Bally. That motherfucker was my roommate. Stow yeah. was my roommate. Um, yeah. Dude, I was just an unbelievably like out of control alcoholic, you were. like so <laughs> fucking bad. And so, like, I kind of say the same thing that you just said, where I like, you know, if I can fucking do it, right? Like, then yeah, anybody can do it. And I don't believe you, that. Though. You know, your your post the other day, man. You know, that's one of the reasons I jumped out, right? Like, you're probably what now three hundred and seven, three hundred and ten days sober, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Yeah, some uh, 302 or three or something like that. Yeah. 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 And dude, like, you know, for me, you know, I've been sober since September 1st. Um, I was talking to another guy who we served with who was before, like, he was before, before me. We only went on one deployment together and uh, he went to AA, you know, and it's so funny because 
when him and I were talking, he's like, yeah, you know, man, like I, I went, you know, I started going and he's like, and you know, anybody I talk to, they're like, oh, you don't have a problem. You don't have a problem. And he's like, it, it, that's one of the worst fucking things. Like is for a friend to be like, you don't have a, like, yeah. you know, but thank like mad respect to him for saying that just because other people don't think I have a problem and I don't need to quit drinking. You know, he realized I do, I do have a problem. I do need yeah. to quit. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, and it, it, you know, I was just at this huge event a couple weeks ago down in Miami, down in Brickell. Um, you know, the, the guy, he does incredible things, you know, for sobriety, he's been sober 25 years. You know, he had a opioid addiction real bad. He's got a nonprofit, hundred percent of the proceeds go to helping people with addiction. And then the Banyan foundation, which is veterans, mm-hmm. you know, so he's really, really active and like sending veterans to like get fucking good, get better, get, you know, like take care of yourself, right. Get right. And, um, yeah, man, I, it's it's weird. If you would ever ask me if I'd be like a sober person, yeah, you know, yeah. I would have been like, "Fuck no!" Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, I'm the anti, I'm anti sobriety, right? Yeah, yeah. sober sucks to me. But you know, you you talked about like not having something to do, and that's like the you know they say the idle hands are the devil's playground, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you don't have something, you don't have a mission. And that's where like foundations like the mission continues. Like that's why it started is because they understood how fucked up, you know, people in our community and the veteran community are because they just do nothing. Like they don't have anything to do anymore. You know, like yeah. you got to get out, be proactive. You got to find that mission, man. Volunteer, you know, yeah. do something and yeah. become that better version. Like just keep bettering yourself or else it's, What's the fucking point, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the whole point of it all, man. Like, like I don't even want to talk seriously because I'm just going to depress motherfuckers, dude. Like, I'm, I'm trying to find the point, you know? Like, you go to the grocery store and shit, like, people looking you all sideways and fucking... I'm trying to find the point is what I'm getting, what I'm getting at. You know what I found for me? Like, the point for me is this. It's fucking you guys, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. it's the relationships that we have and like being there for one another. And, you know, one of the biggest things, man, I give a shout out to my boy, uh, you know, Jake, who he quit drinking last September. And you know what? It really fucking hit me that like, I got to stop. So he quit and um, I sent him some like videos. Like I got fucked up down in Jamaica. Right. And I was like, yeah, man, fucking, you know, what's up from Jamaica? And then like when I woke up the next day and I'm like, what a piece of shit I am. You know, like here's my buddy that's been a year sober and I'm sending a video of us partying and fucking drinking. Like I'm a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) And then I haven't had a drink since then. Right. Like that was like my, that was my, like, what's the point. Right. It's like to be there for other people and be a good friend and, that yeah. was mine. That's, yeah. that's when you know you've reached it. Because if you can, if you can like go to a bar and party with your friends and shit and not drink, you know, you know, you've made it like, like Neil, like Neil did, you know, it's not fucking easy, man. It's not fucking mm-hmm. easy. Man. 
No, 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 it ain't. And when I say, and when I, and I meant to, uh, I meant to kind of clarify on the whole, like, if I can do it, you know, anybody can do it. I'm not trying to downplay or diminish anybody's, you know, alcoholism or their addiction. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got a, their own way of dealing with things. And I know that some addictions are very, very, very severe. You know, that's, that's, and I'm not in any way, I'm just talking, speaking from, you know, me, myself, you know, like that personally, I feel like, yes, if, if I can do it, then yes, you know, anybody can do it. But, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, you're talking about like the, the, the point, like what's, what, what's the point? Um, it got, it got, uh, it got easier for me. Uh, it got easier for me, you know, uh, looking, looking at my, my daughter, man, super, super big motivation. Uh, Such a cute daughter you got, man. <laughs> nice little woman, man. <laughs> she tried me, but you know, she's good. She's good. She's sweet. Um, but you know, that, that right there, she, she has no idea how much she saved daddy, <laughs> you know, even, even when I was making mistakes, not even just, not even a year ago, you know, like still, I was still messing up, staying out till five in the morning. Like, why, why am I staying out till five in the morning to, you know, find more alcohol? <laughs> you know, that's, and that's, that's how I also knew that I, I did have a problem with it. I couldn't just go out in moderation. I couldn't go have a, a social gathering, you know, sit with my friends and family, you know, in an afternoon kind of a setting outside downtown, having a couple of beers. It's a great time. And they're like, all right, it's three o'clock. I think we're all going to head to the house. Like, all right, I'll take care. I'm going to go ahead and go find another bar, you know, and stay out till five in the morning. Hey, Neil, let me ask you a question, man, because yeah. I feel, I mean, I, I know what alcoholism is about. I've been an alcoholic since I was like 16 years old. Now, did you ever get the DTs, like the severe withdrawals? Do like it's the worst thing that you've ever experienced in your life kind of do? Um, if you did, uh, I, I, I'm surprised because I get them, dude. I, I have to go get something, man, because yeah. you, like, you can't I, sleep. You're, 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 the DTs is something like the tremors. I get the tremors. <laughs> Yeah, if you you get the shakes and all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it to where now it could have been. It could be just like hangover, but even like the like the next it's way deeper than hangover. I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Like even the next like you know three or four days like later, I'm like you know I I really I could I could really go for something in front of me right now. <laughs> you know, like uh, it'd be Dude, nice and you know what sucks, yeah. man. And like I noticed it. I don't know if you noticed it more since you quit, but like. Fucking t- like it's almost like it's pushed. It's like forced on people, right? Like you watch yeah. a television. You can't watch a television oh, yeah. show where somebody comes home. You know they had a stressful day. What do they do? Pour a glass of wine, yeah. right? And it's like people are being programmed that like this is how you deal with stress. This it's is how you deal with shit, your issues. Yeah, and yeah. and it's fucking not. Right, it's not. It's like it's football. That's season. how you grab some Budweiser. You know, it's how you yeah. run and hide. Cause that's what, that's what mine was, man. Yeah. And, and like you said, dude, I couldn't do it in moderation. Like we yeah. actually had a, I met with some guys, uh, some investors up in St. Louis back in what, October or something, November. And it was mentioned how I don't drink. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said something, I was like, boys, I said, if I started, we're going to be out till fucking sunrise tomorrow, tearing this city up, you yeah, know, like, so. I can't just have like a beer with y'all, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, you know, the whole thing, you remember like the, uh, the, the whole, the, the universal joke about, um, I would, I would quit drinking, man, but I'm no quitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. no you know what? Like, like now, like, and going back to like, what's, what's, uh, what's, what's the point? What's my point? And, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing is like, well, what's, I guess I could ask the question in response is like, what's the point of me staying up for all hours of the night into the morning, you know, light drinking because I had a couple hours of fun and now what I'm, I'm just back to being miserable. You know, your, your daughter probably helped you. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. she, uh, you know, she's like, she's like, she's like my little cheat code in life, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Uh, she looks so cute, dude. I'm so glad you have her. Yeah, me too, man. I can't, you know, every time I talk about it, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, she, she, she's, she's got me and I, you know, I can't do anything to jeopardize that, man, you know? Yeah, that's, that's it, man. Like anything in life. You've got to find the why. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's you got to find the why. <laughs> that is the hardest question with anything. Just yeah. One word question is why. And that's the hardest question in life. Yeah. It's about when. Well, on that. Like when. So yeah. on that note, an hour has already flown by. Holy shit. Um, and I know oh. you got to get running. <laughs> I, I've already got like, I've already got calls coming in that I'm having to send a fucking voicemail, but um, <laughs> dude, it was, re- it was super cool, man. I, I definitely looking forward to keeping in touch with you more. Um, you know, maybe one of these days, I, it's funny is wherever you live up there in like, you know, South Alabama, North Florida, <laughs> it's probably like a goddamn, the people don't realize it's probably like a fucking 10 hour drive to your house, like 10, 12 hours. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, man, just want to thank you for coming back, you know, for coming on and sharing all that. And, uh, you know, we're going to probably, let's see when this is going to air. So yeah, I guess we've got to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a happy new year and thank them all (laughs) for being along the journey, the tales from the core journey here in 2023. It's, uh, it's been a fun ride, 20 episodes over 2000 downloads and an awesome, a lot of fucking awesome guests, man. So, uh, thanks for being part of this. And Gray, you ready to do your thing? I'm ready, man. Hopefully, I don't thanks, fuck it up. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. He <laughs> says it thanks. every time. <laughs> thanks, Neil. I love you, dude. I love you. Dude. <laughs> I love y'all. Love y'all, man. Send fire. All right, let me see if I can do this shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Tales from the Core. Please like, download, and share. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating with my co-host, Mike Freedom Freedom, Mike Francis, and our wonderful guest, Neil Favre, and our awesome, awesome producer, Janine LaRusso-Stella. You know what time it is, motherfuckers. Get your ass going. It's Liberty Business. <laughs>